What's going on, guys? AJ here back again, bringing you yet another episode of the E1B2 Collective Podcast. I think something that is overrated and underrated is driving empowerment when it comes to decision making and team design. I think right now in America, and frankly in the world today, and especially in the HR world where folks are really excited about empowerment and diversity and equity and inclusion and and decision-making capabilities and and, and creating high-performing teams where folks feel like they have a seat at the table and a voice, I think something that is, again, overrated and underrated is exactly just that. And I think what I want to talk about today is how to help organizational leaders really understand how to do it correctly and not just kind of jump on the hyperbole bandwagon, if you will. So I think, you know, if you listen to my blogs, if you listen to podcasts, rather, if you listen to so many other podcasts and read so many other blogs and just really talk to colleagues in the industry, again, you will hear words like empowerment. Um, You will hear words like um, buy-in. You'll hear words like um, bandwidth. You'll hear words like, um, you know, free will to to, to execute. And you'll you'll, you'll hear words like, or you'll hear phrases like we are kind of trusting and and, and living into a full world of transparency and honesty. And and, and we really give folks the a long rope to to make the right decisions and, and make the wrong decisions and to fail. But what they're not really understanding is that when the rubber actually meets the road and when the, the systems and the processes and the moments and the tasks actually occur, their actions, when I mean there, I'm talking about the leaders, their actions are actually the opposite of that. And so when they say they're giving decision-making bandwidth and then the mistake is occurred by the person they're giving that bandwidth to, they're negative, they're, they're condescending, they're, they're angry, or maybe they relinquish those, uh, those responsibilities. And, and I personally feel they're missing a couple of things. So that's at a high level what I'm going to talk about today. Now, let's dive a little bit deeper. I think at a deeper level, a couple things that I'm really excited about is the following. One thing that is key when it comes to empowering decision making is determining the skills and the knowledge and the context that the team needs on an ongoing basis and a one-off basis to actually be able to make the right decisions, to actually feel like they have the power to do the right things with the task, with the opportunities, with the project, with the organization, with the department. I think when I'm thinking about, for example, some of my co-founders and my collaborators right now, you know, I'm, I'm putting in a new head of growth at, at, at the moment. And I think it would be foolish for me to assume that she, it, it would be foolish for me. Let me get practical here. It would be foolish to give Ashley the decision-making bandwidth to go ahead and make really strategic, really integrated partnerships on behalf of Sojo Signal and Beyond Brand, and then get upset when those things do not pan out if I don't provide significant context around what the right integrated partnership looks like, nuances around why integrated partnerships failed when I attempted to do that, when I was holding that role, context and information around what that organization, aka the integrated potential partner would need from us around just context, capabilities, structure, workflow, information. You know, it it, it would behoove me to give her every bit of information, every bit of context necessary to be able to make the right decisions and really be able to do so without me being involved day to day or even week to week or month to month. And I think that is the tiny piece that organizations are missing. 
they inevitably say to an actually of the world, go ahead, make the right decision. You have the bandwidth, you have the ability, you have the flexibility, you have our trust, you have our, you have our faith, we have your backing. And then they don't give them that context, those nuances around how to make the right sales decision, how to make the right partnership decision, how to make the right integration decision, how to make the right decision around compensation if, if you're speaking with uh, an employee in the HR department, how to make the right technical decision if you're talking to an engineer, in, you know, alluding to product. And then you get upset with them when they're not making the right decisions when you thought you were doing, aka a checking of the box in diversity and inclusion and equity to say to them, hey, you have the decision-making bandwidth. I don't want to micromanage you. I'm not going to be hovering over you every single step of the way. And then inevitably, when they first make that first decision that it's not the right move, that it's not the right thing that maybe you wouldn't have done, now you're upset. Now you're uncomfortable. And that's the problem. And I need organizations, I need leaders to stop doing that. What you should be doing is this step-by-step process that I can outline for you right this second. If you're going to give any of these departments, these leaders, these employees that, you know, if you're going to give them any of the decision-making bandwidth or any of the, 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 again, the bandwidth to execute a task, I believe you should be doing the very first thing is you should be sitting down with that individual and genuinely understanding a couple things, you know, what's their communication preferences, what's their workflow preferences, how much context do they have about the decisions they may be getting into and be making here in the future? How much context do they need from you personally to feel incredibly comfortable? And that particular question is something that should be fully driven around ego, around their selfish desires and needs to understand context, not the context that you needed when you jumped into this role. And that's a really important piece as well as my ADD is kicking in here. I, I believe everyone has a different level of contact base, context base that they're starting at. And I think what I'm noticing in the leadership space is too many people are getting are being selfish and wrapping their own points of views and ego around how much context they had. And then when they're passing the baton, they're wondering and they're having kind of a disrespectful point of view on the person they're handing the baton to and saying, well, why don't you understand or why aren't you executing or why aren't you getting it as fast as I got it when that's not fair? That's not fair to that person. You don't know and you should know, but in most cases, you don't know what context base they're starting at, how much knowledge and communication structure they need, how how they work best. And that's information you have to get. So you have to understand how they work. You have to understand how much context base they have. You have to understand how they're analyzing and viewing and understanding the decisions they may be making. You have to articulate to them objectively the black and white goals that you want the organization you want this person to accomplish and how that is the inevitable end road and that you're going to be giving them the bandwidth and the freedom to be able to get to that road in any way they would like to. You have to understand the agreements of how folks are going to be checking in with that individual and making sure things are on the right path and the right track and what that looks like from a bandwidth perspective and an autonomy perspective. And so these are things that you have to kind of co-create and flush through. The worst thing you can do, and again, this is something I'm going through right now. The worst thing you can do is to give, in my situation, my head of growth, Ashley, the worst thing you can do is give Ashley responsibilities, bandwidth, autonomy, decision-making capability, and then I am not giving her significant amount of context, significant amount of infrastructure and co-creation of understanding the communication styles, the the preferences, the uh, the performance, you know, management um, 
support that she may or may not need and what does that look like in a real in a realistic state you know it, it would make no sense for me to do that and then get upset when things don't turn out correctly you have to check all of the deeper contextual boxes not just the macro box of giving that person autonomy of living into empowerment and living into just pure collaboration and, and, and immediate approval and so I know this is a little bit hard to potentially follow along with. I'm, I'm hoping that I made a lot of sense and I'm hoping that I gave you guys a lot of value. The punchline is this. The punchline is very simple. If you are going to and when you are going to give clear autonomy, clear decision making bandwidth to any person on your team, that could be one, that could be eight folks. I personally believe you should be spending the front half of that process of handing the baton, giving significant amount of context, put the Put the baton in their hand and say, look, I want you to co-create 90% of this baton handing off, if you will, of all the context that you need, because I want to go into an employee's first mindset. I want you to be completely comfortable. I want you to, to create the outlines and the structures of how we should interact and communicate if you're still not comfortable, if you're not understanding, if you don't feel safe or, or if you're not feeling like you're in a good space or a good headspace or a good, um, if you're just not understanding how to do certain things. I want you to design the entire relationship and the entire experience. I want you to tell me what it looks like if I need to come to you because I'm not, I'm not, um, I'm not appreciating or, or I'm not excited about, or if, if you're not meeting expectations, you have to put them in the, in the driver's seat because when you do that, their engagement rises, their productivity rises, their respect and their empathy and their passion and connection for you and the organization rises. And here's a little bit of a silver lining and a secret bullet that I think you guys will appreciate. If all else fails and they are not the right person for the job, they are not ready for the decision-making and the autonomy and the empowerment, you can always say, we did everything possible to put you in the right position and it just didn't work out. And that's when you have an employee that is willing to shift to another part of the organization. And if they need to be removed, that's how you have a, an individual that is tapping into your employer branding world where they will still make recommendations. They will still re respect you from afar. So if they go on to be the head of partnerships at another organization six years down the road when they're a little bit more skilled and mature, maybe there's still a partnership that can be had between both organizations because you kept that humanistic emotional glue intact. So just a couple thoughts. Hopefully you guys found this valuable. Let's talk soon.